of the things that I think is really interesting about voice acting, and I've talked to voice directors about this, is the sounds you have to make during fight scenes. I don't know if it's much more complicated than, than that. It's a lot of like, what's happened? Death by what? How? She's burning alive? Okay, no problem. <laughs> I don't know. Self-inflicted mimicry? <laughs> I don't know how else. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> it's odd. Another dear actor friend of ours uh, passed out because <laughs> never was breathing throughout the whole process. You know, a lot of people also sometimes will will start to get hiccups and things like that because you really do have to think about it and you do get a massive workout. That is Nicole Tompkins, who voices Jill Valentine, Matthew Mercer, who voices Leon S. Kennedy, and Stephanie Panicello, who voices the brilliant Claire Redfield. This gaming franchise, introduced in 1996, has been responsible for many gaming deaths, including my own. I must have died at least a thousand times playing many different editions of the game. From 2002 to 2016, there have been six live-action films based on the game, with little or no connection to the game's plot. But in 2008, saw the first animated movie and others followed, continuing the continuity of the game. GameSpot listed Resident Evil as one of the most 15 influential video games of all time. This is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. And as I said, the latest is Resident Evil Death Island. Our heroes head to Alcatraz to thwart a new way to deliver the virus to an unsuspecting population. Here are Nicole Tompkins, Matthew Mercer, and Stephanie Penicello once again. Oh, you got you all got the t-shirts and the posters. It's great. Look at that. <laughs> yes, yes. The the characters that you voice and play are, are really iconic. So um, I, I know, Nicole, you played Jill before. So how do you keep um, how do you keep it fresh every time you go in to do something like this? Sweet. That's such a good question. I I honestly love this question because a a lot of actors' jobs are to go into a character that they've done many times before. Mm -hmm. Um, With with Jill, I mean, I actually find it to be pretty easy because she's always doing something wild and crazy. So for me, it's the process is more about, okay, where is she in her timeline? Because she's been played before. She's such a longstanding character. Where is she and what she's experienced? What hasn't happened? What has happened? And how are those things going to influence just her mental state and where she's at? Um, So I do a lot of trusting the people around me because obviously we have amazing teams that come in and go, okay, this is where she's at. This is what happened. And I just kind of take that and internalize and go, okay, great. From what I've experienced that I've performed, as well as other things that I've seen, um, you get a clearer picture of the story and you get to kind of jump in. Resident Evil always keeps it exciting too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I throw a dart at a dartboard and figure it out from there. No, uh, we, it's then to to your point, it's it's a collaboration with the production team. You know, we know these characters very well, and we've had the opportunity to kind of live in that space and, and bring them to life for for a lot of us. And it's um, it's looking at where they are in their life, looking at where they've been changed by the events that have already transpired. And then finding the unique flavor of the day of what we feel the character will be feeling in that moment. And then part of that is the context that we give from the production team and the director. And uh, it's, it's a, like, like, like any good performing gig, you get to 
find it through a combination of research, memory, and collaboration with the production team. And, uh, and then you get to get to play in the space and, and, and make something cool and memorable. Yeah, I, I feel similarly, because it's interesting, like with, uh, with, like with Claire's character, like I've, you know, played her video game, TV show, and now film. So it's like, it was interesting because it's, um, you know, I've always thought about like what, like, where's like, you know, obviously when you have an origin story, you get to kind of have the beginnings of where, where this character would come from. And like, you really have to think about like where you start. So you have somewhere to go and somewhere to end. And there is no end too, right? Like it feels like we're, we're you know, there's no, um, there's no finalizing where this might go. So you want to kind of have like a character arc. So I, again, similarly, just always think about like, where did I start? Where was the initial maybe things that my character came in with? Has my character grown since then? Has my character not grown since then? Is this a weakness that sits in my character always? That's like a need to fill. And so like, I kind of think about that all throughout the process and then think about it within the timeline and, you know, obviously keeping it canon, all of it's been canon at this point. So it's like thinking about it through that. And so I've noticed with, you know, Claire specifically, um, she was very young. She was like 19. And then like, as the years, you know, transpire, like I also have to think like, this is like a real human. How would a real 19 year old act? How would a real, you know, 20 something year old act, you know, and kind of be realistic in that way. And then the rest of it is just based on obviously the script and what's going on and, you know, all that. But for me, I'm, I was like deep on like the inner workings of what is she feeling <laughs> deep inside, even though nobody else sees it. Like I make sure to think about all that stuff. So mm. yeah. there is more sci-fi talk. So stay tuned. Now streaming on Redbox On Demand, Josh Lucas stars in this heart-pounding action thriller, The Black Demon. An idyllic family vacation turns into a fight for survival when they encounter a ferocious megalodon shark that will stop at nothing to protect its territory. Stream The Black Demon instantly on Redbox today for the ultimate battle between humans and nature, rated R from Paramount Pictures. Also, you can go to sendfox.com forward slash Tony Tolado, and I'll send you a code so you can see the movie. Hey, before we go, there's a new wrinkle. Not only can I send you the code to watch the movie, you can also get a copy of the Blu-ray when you go to the page on sendfox.com forward slash Tony Tolado. Leave your address as well, and I'll send you a copy of the Blu-ray. Limited copies are available, and it's only to the U.S. Go for it before they're all gone. One of the things that I think is really interesting about voice acting, and I've talked to voice directors about this, is the sounds you have to make during fight scenes. Some <laughs> actors pound their chest and whatever and do whatever they need to do. How do you guys approach this starting up with Nicole first and working um, I just try to make sure that I keep breathing and breathing specifically because you end up doing like especially for fight stuff or any sort of like crazy deaths you breathe in a lot you suck in a lot to the next and then actually breathing back out so you don't get lightheaded 
I don't know if it's much more complicated than, than that. It's a lot of like, what's happened? Death by what? How? She's burning alive? Okay, no problem. Watch this. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. Breathe. That's my recommendation. Breath is breath is very helpful. I, yeah. I, I will say nothing gets you more in tune with your your body and your muscles in places you don't normally focus on than having to do combat, you know, exerts. Uh, considering where in the body you're being hit, how that would affect your exhale, how it, you know, from difference from being hit in the face to being hit in the stomach is that, you know, like, to a, and having to like do these noises and flex properly in places that normally probably you don't get to flex very often. Sore you know, oh, oh, very much so. Do. Very <laughs> much so. And, and doing all that without making additional noise. So like, it's like hitting your chest, the mic will pick that up. So you have to mimic being hit without actually making any additional noise that won't work. See, so it's, it's a very unique kind of, I don't know, self-inflicted mimicry. I don't know how else. <laughs> it's, it's odd. It's so interesting too, though, because even like simple things were like, you lift yourself up, right? And it's uh, like, for me, it, it's, it probably sounds weird, but it's like, so I'll do like a lot of like outdoor climbing and stuff like that. And so like, I'll think, I'll sometimes like in real life go, you know what I mean? I'll, like, I'll hear that sound coming out and I'll be like, that's exactly it. Okay, yeah, no, that feels right. And uh, it's funny you bring up about, I'm sure you know, but so um, uh, we, we, another dear actor friend of ours uh, passed out because <laughs> never was breathing throughout the whole process. You know, a lot of people also sometimes will, will start to get hiccups and things like that because you really do have to think about it and you do get a massive workout. Mm. Like it's insane that like, everything gets worked out. Like you said, like you'll get like, like random, like cramps if like you were like doing this one feeling or like, if you're being attacked, like you got, you know, bit in the throat, like there's a different sound that comes out. There's a gargle that's in there as well. You know, is there blood coming out of your mouth? You know, are you being frozen to death slowly? And like the last breath comes out. (laughs) It's like, wow. (laughs) What's interesting is that you're all playing these like, now they're really iconic characters. I played the game and I saw the first movie years ago and this is still going. And, uh, and, and just as an aside, I really like the dynamic of this team. It, I hope that they do more of these with this team intact because it seems to work really well. But what's it like for all of you to play these iconic roles? I mean, Jill, I've seen so many actors either in the game or on film play the character uh and uh, leon too and claire so what's it like for you to step into these guys and do you push aside the uh the i you know that there's iconic aside and just kind of play in the moment kind of thing yeah i mean i think you almost answered it it's it's joy <laughs> and really when you get on set or you get in the booth or you get on a performance stage you 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 kind of tune out everything else because it's it's not a, really about you know how people feel about the character when you're when you're trying to just confront the zombie in front of you. Um, it, it becomes very present and like well you know these are my circumstances. This is my life and my understanding. All of the depths and the intricacies of what the person's going through. And I think that's just kind of our our craft. So I, I think. As as actors, we sort of just switch into we're in craft mode. We're not in even fan mode or iconic mode or anything else. Like we're we're just here to tell a story, and at least that's what keeps me inspired and, and full of heart for what I do. Yeah, and then we finish our session, and then we turn into fan geek. Yeah, oh, this is so awesome. Yeah, look, picking up the torch of any iconic character like this, you know, 
we all grew up with these games, these characters, and we've had the, the pleasure and honor to pick up the mantle of these characters and bring them to life in our own unique way to pay homage to what came before, but also make it our own. Yeah. And that it's a, it's a special opportunity to do that and to kind of put our, put our flavor and take on the character and, and, and carry their story forward. So it's, it's, it's a huge honor that you have to forget when you're in the booth and just stay in the moment. That's what Nicole was saying and make it honest, make it real. And, and then we geek out after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, 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 like in the beginning, I would say like, for me personally, like in the very beginning, it was a little challenging because it was like, how do you take someone so iconic? And then how do you inject other aspects of it with like, keep, like you said, like keeping the essence of that character, but then making it feel you know, a little bit fresh and add another layer, another element and all that stuff. And so it becomes a lot of fun because it's kind of like you have a really great place already to start. And all you do is add. You don't really need to take away because you already have like a really great base. And so you just keep adding to it. Um, and again, similar to like when you're in fan, the only time I ever go into fan mode, to be honest, is if I'm like, this would be like a really cool move. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I would like see this and then I'm like, I'm going to do it because it feels like my character. (laughs) Other than that, like, I feel like, yeah, we just try to be as human and like real as possible. (laughs) Sci-fi talk returns in a moment. Nicole, I mean, your stage background obviously helps, uh, you know, with your voice and also appearing on American Horror Story, which is another thing altogether. Talk about that experience and what that was like for you. Truly, I'm 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 a storyteller at heart. I, I love what I do. I'm so grateful every day. And and I think um, getting to play in different mediums is really just an extension of that craft and that joy. So I love the opportunity um, to to play to play in each form because they they really bring different uh, joys and benefits. So when you're on on stage, there's something so magic and electric and and live about that experience. Um, Film and TV has a real beautiful permanence and a real subtlety and so many abilities uh, with camera and, and, and so much more happening. So uh, for me, honestly, like I, I think what shifts mostly when I'm working on theater or, uh, or a film or TV or a game or a voiceover. <laughs> wow, awesome. Great. <laughs> um, I think what shifts mostly is technical, just technical work. And that's just stuff that comes with time, experience and amazing mentors and people in my life that have been like, hey, try this. And then you try that on for size and you go, oh my gosh, this just got so much easier. I didn't realize it could be easier in this way. Yeah. So um, really just being a, being a learner of every medium and, and all of the artists that are involved. It's, it's a village no matter what you're working on. And Matthew, speaking of iconic, you also voiced Our Man in Justice Society World War II, a really oh, yeah. cool film. I really, really appreciated the retro look and everything. What's it like stepping into that universe, which is pretty huge in itself? I grew up as I grew up, I still am a huge nerd. Um, and, uh, I, I am forged. I know, I know, weird, huh? I'm, I'm, I'm forged and both inspired to become a performer through this, the stories of genre media that made me as a person growing up. And so being able to step into anything that has a personal meaning to me is, is a huge honor. Um, you know, Resident Evil definitely being one of those things, uh, the DC Universe, Marvel Universe, any, any opportunity I have to work on a project that has personal uh, geek meaning to me is, is a huge thing. And I, I treat that with reverence and respect uh, every time. So it, 
I'm very thankful. I'm very grateful that I have the opportunity to, to be part of the tapestry of storytelling in a lot of these projects. Um, I'm grateful for the opportunity to pass the torch to people uh, when I have you know, the chance or pick up a torch from others. I'm grateful. I'm very grateful. Mm-hmm. You know, Stephanie, you have so much what I call techno babble. They used to call it on Star Trek. When you're, <laughs> when you're, you know, you're in front of that computer, you know, Claire is and she's reciting all these things. How do you keep all that straight? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. So I think what it is, is that I just uh, always talk to myself. <laughs> I always talk out loud and I'm always talking to myself. So probably I'm just like, here's what my brain is saying. Here's what I say. <laughs> so I think that's probably that's probably it. So um, is it acting? I'm just being. Delve into a really obnoxious actor craft conversation. The what I think too is my favorite moments in the film, and it kind of goes back to the the sounds you have to make. But for Leon, the the highway sequence was off the hook. I thought it was just crazy to watch. And, uh, you know, and I, it's like, I feel for your mocap actors. I really do <laughs> for what they had. Oh, yeah. to. But uh, yeah, that was a really crazy sequence. And Jill, when she actually has to go through the hole in the wall and in, in the floor in, in Alcatraz, amazing stuff. But what I really, really liked is that the two women at the end, you know, Claire and Jill were the ones that kind of, you know, figured out some stuff that ultimately, you know, set everything on the right path. So I thought that was uh, really cool. <laughs> we got you back. Yeah. <laughs> is there, before we go, anything you guys are going to be working on that you can talk about? That's always the tough Yeah, thing. I was going to say. That's always <laughs> uh, I got nothing I can talk about. There will be other stuff, so just Okay. Watch. <laughs> well, yeah, find us on social media. Yeah, We're always in our social media. Yeah. So, uh, did, did, was there anything you guys learned about voicing these characters this time? Ooh, something I learned about voicing these characters this time. Um, I think you just learn about the character the more you 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 get more content and more material. So, specifically for for Jill. Um, we're getting to see how she's coping and how people cope is endlessly fascinating um, in a lot of ways because it looks very different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got that. Yeah, a lot of the theme of Resident Evil, especially for characters who've been around this long, is watching them cope with trauma. Yep. And, you know, with Leon, I think through the timeline of Six, he was so downtrodden and, you know, lost so much. And I think this film is an opportunity to see an uptick in that hope once more, mm-hmm. that element of him kind of finally pulling the plane up a little bit and rediscovering a means to keep going forward. And mm-hmm. part of that is just the people that he finally gets to see again or, or see for the first time and, and realize that he's not alone. And I think uh, that was a really fun thing to get to explore in this. Yeah, I think, um, funny enough, I don't know if Claire has ever coped with her trauma. I think she mm-hmm. compartments. She thinks of others always. So she's never really focused on herself. Um, and you do get to see in this film, I will say, where she's just a little bit more certain and secure in her decision making. Uh, 
but I think she's still compartmentalizing. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, always others first is a, is her motto. So yeah. Oh, you sweet, sweet flair. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But, but at least she bounces out with like some like smart ass equip. So yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. There's some good quips in this, definitely. I appreciated those. Guys, thank you so much. Great work. And as a veteran gamer and somebody who's, God, I feel like there hasn't been a part of my life where I didn't know Resident Evil in some capacity. So keep up the great work. I hope you guys do more because I thought this was a really good addition. And uh, I mean, the animation, everything. You almost felt like jumping in and playing with you guys in the game. <laughs> so okay. it was so cool. So congratulations again. And I certainly hope everybody will get a chance to see this because it's worth it. Oh, yeah. Thank, Thank you. you so Thanks much, Tony. So Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Look for Resident Evil Death Island on July 25th, wherever you get your video content. This is Tony Tolato. Thanks for listening.